Hey, you guys, I'm your host, Diana, and welcome to the Becoming a Divine Lady podcast. Hey, ladies, and welcome back to Becoming a Divine Lady. I hope you all are having a great week so far. Hope you all are doing okay. I do want to start out by saying thank you for joining me for another podcast this week. I appreciate the continued support. I appreciate anybody who's listening for the first time and for giving Becoming a Divine Lady an opportunity and a chance. Um, So I thank you all who are listening currently. So I do want to start out with a few reminders and a few favors to ask you ladies if you could. If you can please leave a review below. If this podcast has helped you in any way, if you have related to it, you can let other people know by leaving a review, by leaving a comment below. Those comments are really going to help new listeners get an idea of how you like the show and how you have benefited from it. Also, if you can use the stars to rate the show, if you can rate the show, um, it's one through five stars. You know, I prefer you to rate it five stars, but, you know, your honest opinion, because it will give me an idea of how you like the show as well. OK, when you rate the show, it allows it to become a recommendation for other listeners that are listening, possibly listen to other podcasts that are similar. It will allow my podcast to pop up as a recommendation for somebody else to listen to. Um, and this can be another way that we can pass the show on. You know, I'm always asking you ladies to pass the show on. This can be another way of possibly bringing someone to the show who can ultimately become saved. So, you know, that will help out a lot. I thank you for the emails and the text messages from you all with the feedback and the prayer requests. Please don't forget to sign up for the devotionals, the daily devotionals. They are on my website. I'll leave the link below. But what you'll do is you click on the link, you'll subscribe to the devotionals. You'll start to receive the devotionals Monday through Friday directly to your email. It can just help you have a good start to your morning. And last but not least, again... If you ladies could just share the podcast, um, pass it on to a friend, ask them to pass it on to a friend, too. And we can just get the word out about our God like that, you know. So as we are on this journey of becoming divine ladies, we have to bring as many people on this journey as possible. Okay, so I just want to go ahead and get started with the podcast. Last week, we discussed purpose and At the end of that podcast, I did get five important steps that we should do daily, which are um, spending time with God, repenting, being obedient, waiting on God, perfect timing, and listening closely to the Holy Spirit for any direction, right? But number four of those five steps that I gave is waiting on God's perfect timing. And basically, that's what we're going to be discussing today. And you know, the podcast is called The Waiting Season. I want to start out with a few questions to ask yourself. The first question is, have you ever felt like you were waiting on God to change some things in your life? The second question is, what does your faith look like during the season of waiting? And the third question is, how has the waiting season affected your prayer life? All right. To get started on the waiting season, I think that it's safe to say that at some point we will all have to go through the waiting season, right? If you're not currently in the waiting season or you're just getting out of the waiting season, we all go through the waiting season. But it will happen and it will continue to happen 
throughout the journey of becoming divine ladies. I need for us to know that. The waiting season is not only one time. It's not a one-time thing. You continually have to go through the waiting season. But as you know, like I like to be transparent with you ladies on this podcast. And me personally, I have been... I've been in a waiting season for a while now, like been a few years to be honest. And it's been like an emotional roller coaster for me. And I have dealt with every emotion there is during this time. Like being sad, being angry, like being confused, frustrated, grieved, like disappointed. I was doubtful, you know, being stressed out. Like I really went through a really, really bad depression. I dealt with bad anxiety, like all types of things. But through all of those emotions and all of these hard times in the waiting season, I ran to God on that little mustard seed of faith. I ran to God because I had that mustard seed. Although at times I have been frustrated with God trying to figure out like what have I done or why does any of these things have to happen or why is his promise taking so long to come to pass? I would talk to God and I would be very clear about how he made his promises. He gave me the visions and asked him like, what's going on? But as I mentioned that that mustard seed of faith started to grow. During the waiting season, I really had to water the seed and it started to grow roots. And because of the waiting season, I've been able to grow closer to God. And what I noticed is the enemy has tried to attack me in every way possible. I'm not about to have that. Like, I'm not. But I realized that when the enemy is trying to attack and you're in a waiting season, it's a spiritual warfare that's going on. And I needed to have roots in God to understand that. I mentioned before in previous podcasts that I love to listen to worship music. Worship music is every day, all day for me. Like, I love to hear worship music. And then It went to me watching sermons every day. Like, I would listen to sermons. I mention T.D. Jakes often. I love T.D. Jakes. I like like a few different people that I listen to, but T.D. Jakes is one of my go-to people that I listen to often. But after I started listening to sermons, I gradually started to read the Bible to get a better understanding of the word myself and not only counting on the sermons to know the word, right? I'm personally trying to get used to praying out loud. But what I really found helpful with also praying is writing in my journal and just talking to him that way and having communication with that way also helped me in growing my roots and building my foundation with God. It really definitely helped me through this waiting season. Like one of the major things that I have started to do, and I've been doing it for over 17 months now, like fasting really helped my relationship with God. It really helped my roots. You know, it really helped the foundation of my relationship with God during this waiting season. And once I started to really do all these things together and really started to focus on God during this waiting season, it helped me to better understand that things happen for a reason. Like we say it all the time, but realizing that everything happens for a reason is completely different. Like during this waiting season is when my relationship with God became my priority like is when I have put God before everybody and everything so it you know it took for me to understand the singing that everything happens for a reason to really understand that anytime we're going through the waiting season is for a bigger purpose and I learned the importance of being obedient to God during this time like I have learned 
to hear from the Holy Spirit. I have learned the different ways that God speaks to me personally. I've received my heavenly language. And overall, like, again, my foundation with God during this waiting season is just more solid than it has ever been. You know when you have a foundation, you need it to be solid. But don't don't get me wrong. Like, foundation got a little unstable at times. But whenever it gets unstable, that's when you go back and you fix those things that made it become unstable. That's kind of my story where I've been at in the waiting season and what I have been doing and how it has helped me. But really focusing on God during this time, understanding that God is not going to put you through something for no reason. Everything happens for a reason. Everything has a purpose, and God has a purpose for our life. All right, so I want to go ahead and talk about, it's a story in the Bible about um, a man named Job. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read Job chapter 1, verses 1 through 12. And after that, I'm just going to give like a brief summary of what took place. So it starts out in Job chapter 1, verse 1, and it says, In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. Um, This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys, and had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all the people of the East. His sons used to hold feasts in their homes on their birthdays, and they would invite their sisters to eat and drink with them. When a period of the feast had run its course, Job would make arrangements for them to be purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, what, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright. A man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his whole household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flock and herd are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hands and strike everything he has and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said very well then everything he has is in your power. But on the man himself do not lay a finger. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. So after that conversation happened... Um, what happened was Joe messengers started to come up to him one by one, right? And they started to tell him like that all the animals were gone and all the servants um, that was actually with those animals are now dead. And after three different servants came up to him to tell him about his animals and his servants, there was a fourth one that came up to him basically to tell him that his sons and daughters are now dead due to like a heavy storm, like a heavy windstorm that made the house collapse on them, right? So in that very moment, Job pretty much lost everything. He lost his children, his sons, and his daughters. He lost all of his servants. He lost all of his animals, which he had thousands of. He lost everything in that given moment. And what Job does next kind of speaks to his character. But what he did was he basically fell to the ground, and he started to worship God in that exact moment. He started to worship God after he lost everything. And the next day, the angels and Satan basically went back to to God again. And God again asked Satan, like, where have you been? And Satan is like, you know, I've I've been roaming around throughout the earth, going back and forth, basically seeking who I can destroy. 
But God asked him again, have you considered my servant Job? Because even after everything he has lost, he still maintains his integrity. And there is no one on earth like him. So God is telling Satan that he can go ahead and test him all he wants. But he can't have Job's soul. That's the one thing he can't touch is Job's soul, right? So this time when, when Satan goes out, he's like, okay, well, I can't touch his soul. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to affect him with boils. So he basically infected Job with boils all over his body from the soles of his feet to the crown of his head. He has boils. And he was dealing with so much. Even Job's wife came to him and she was like, are you still going to maintain your integrity? Like curse God and die. And Job basically said, it says in Job chapter 1 verse 10, he replied, you were talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? And what he is basically saying is we can accept all the blessings from God for us with no problem. But if God allowed these things to happen to us, we're just going to complain and not accept it. Like that's not going to work. But throughout all of this, as I stated, Job is still praising and worship God and speaking all good things about him. He didn't speak anything bad. He just was trying to understand why these things was happening to him. And then after like Job friends, they heard about what happened to him and what everything that he was going through. And they basically came and they tried to console him. They tried to come and try to make things better, but they, they didn't, they, they didn't at all. Basically all they did was talk negative about God. They started talking negative about Job, the person that they was coming to console They didn't believe that he didn't do anything to deserve it. They was like, surely you're evil. Like, surely you curse God. And they're thinking all these bad things about Job and not actually listening to what Job is saying. But then the Lord spoke and he started to ask those three friends that came down, you know, to console Job. He started to ask them friends all these questions, basically saying, if you know it all, have you even ordered the mornings or shown the dawn its place? Like just tons of questions. Just basically let them know that they have no idea and don't even know what they're talking about. And then basically the Lord told his three friends that he was angry with them because they didn't speak truth about him at all as his servants. But what the Lord did was he still gave them grace. Basically, you know, the Lord told them to repent and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourselves and Job will pray for you that when Job prays for them that he will accept Job's prayer and not deal with them according to what they have done at the end of it all it says in Job chapter 42 verses 10 to 13 it says after Job had prayed for his friends the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as, as he had before all of his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in his house. They comforted and consoled him all over the trouble the Lord had brought on him. And each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 donkeys. And he also had seven sons and three daughters. And it also says in in Job chapter 42, verse 16, after this, Job lived 140 years and he saw his children and their children to the fourth generation. Now, ladies, I tell the story of Job because sometimes we're in the waiting season and we feel like like all hope is gone. We must remember that the waiting season is necessary. The waiting season creates growth. And now... Again, y'all know I like to mention T.D. Jakes, but T.D. Jakes has a book out called Crushing. God turns pressure into power. 
And in this book, T.D. Jakes talks about the waiting and how God sometimes will crush you because he's going to bless you with so much more that he don't want you to be arrogant and that God wants to humble you. And he also talks about like during the waiting season that God will crush you to prepare you for your purpose. So the waiting season is necessary. You cannot have the promise without the crushing is what T.D. Jakes talks about in this book because during the waiting season, you're basically being crushed. You're being crushed and you can be built back up by God's way. But this book also mentioned how God is using this time to prune us and to prune every branch so that it can bear more fruit. So the pruning is necessary. The waiting season is necessary. So I do recommend that all of you get that book. Um, It's definitely a great book to have. It's definitely a great book to read because it's always going to be a waiting season. And it's not going to be a one-time thing. I will paste the link below um, so all of you could get that, okay? But back to talking about the waiting season. You know, I told the story of Job in this podcast, but Job is not the only one that went through the waiting season in, in a dark time in the Bible. And I'm just going to go ahead and name some of them, okay? Um, so you have Abraham who was promised a child, and he had to wait on God's timing for that. It says, the Bible says that he was 100 years old when that happened, but nonetheless, God came through on his word, right? You have Joseph who was put in prison for a crime that he didn't even commit. But while he was in there, God allowed him to show off his gifts and calling, which was interpretation of dreams. And and basically, he went from prison to power. He went from prison to being second in command of all of Egypt. Also have Moses, Caleb, and um, Joshua. All of the Israelites, they were in the waiting season. They were in the wilderness for 40 years because of their lack of faith in God. But what happened in that story was Moses didn't make it out of the promised land because he was disobedient. So just take key notes on this. You have, you know, they were waiting in the wilderness for 40 years because of the lack of faith in God. And then Moses, at the end of all of that, didn't even make it through to the the promised land because he was disobedient. So this is why during this time we must focus on the things that God is telling us to do because we may not make it to the promised land. Caleb and Joshua was able to lead the the Israelites to the promised land because they remained loyal to God. So then we have the story of David. David was anointed as a little boy to be king. He was a little shepherd boy, but he even had to play the liar for Saul, who was king at the time. He was evil. He tried to kill David because he was jealous of him because he knew that God anointed him to be king. But David had to wait until his appointed time by God to become king. And while waiting, he had to go through a lot of obstacles. David was the one that was always after God's heart. Like, He was always seeking God no matter what. He was just after God's heart. And then you have the story of Daniel who was waiting for a breakthrough in prayer while stuck in the lion's den. Were real multiple lions. During that time while waiting, he prayed and he fasted during his time of waiting. And God heard all of his prayers. So in this waiting season, I know that it's a hard time for a lot of people right now. I know. Not only was some of us already in the waiting season before this pandemic happened that we're facing, but this pandemic has sent a lot of people in panic mode. And it's caused a lot of people to doubt that God has control of it all. 
I know that it may not make sense. I know that it can hurt. I know that it can seem like you will never get through it. I know it seems like God does not hear your prayers. I know all of these things, right? And I understand every bit of it. But I am here to tell you that God hears you. He hears your prayers. He count each and every one of your tears as individual prayers. Even when you're not speaking anything out of your mouth, God hears your heart. And we will get through this waiting season. But we have to make sure that our faith level is at the highest that it can be. And we have to hold our heads up knowing that God has a hedge of protection over us. He has a hedge of protection over all of us. And that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We have to remember that. So during this time, I I need for all of us to remember that God's timing is not our timing. We all have these expectations about how we think our lives will go. But uh, things are not going to happen according to our plans. And we must remember that we are not in control. The ultimate control belongs to God. And he is going to remind us about that at any given time. Learning from Job and stories of waiting in the Bible, I want to give you four different things to remember to do during your waiting season. One is praise God anyway. Praise God no matter what. As we go through anything, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it is, we must remember to walk in faith and not by sight. We have to praise God through it all. If you have a journal, write words of adoration about God. Have a gratitude section that you just write words of adoration to God. Number two, Pray and not only pray for yourself, but pray for others. We, we're, not, we're not the only ones that's going through a waiting season. Like we, we can reach out to our family members. We can reach out to our friends. Ask them, is there anything in particular that I can pray for? Me and my friend currently right now, we're waking up at 530 every morning and we're praying for others. But we're also praying for ourselves during that time. But we are dedicating that time solely to praying to God. Number three is trust God. It's one thing to say that we trust God. But it's something else to actually trust God. What I personally do is I repeat, like, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. And I'll repeat it over and over again. And it's not that I have to convince myself, but it's just a reminder, like, Lord, I trust you. I say I'm talking to God and I'm telling him, like, it may not look good right now. And I know it doesn't look good. I know it may not make sense to me. But, Lord, I trust you. And if you have to say that over and over again, like I I do, it's okay. It's okay to have to do that. But trust God has it under control. And number four is fast. And when you fast, try to fast from something that's hard for you. Don't pick something that's normal that you can go without. Like don't, that's not fasting. Fasting is a sacrifice before God. So don't try to think you can trick God because he knows. All right. And so those are the four things that I recommend that you do during your time in the waiting season. Um, of course, I would like to end the podcast with a prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you today to say thank you. Thank you for this moment of being able to come and pray to you, God, and give you all the glory and all the honor. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your God. We thank you that you are opening the hearts and speaking to our souls to be reminded of the things that you have already spoken to us, oh God. We thank you, oh God, in the name of Jesus. 
We thank you for forgiveness that you continue to give us chance after chance because you want us to get it right. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for using us to be the vessels to bring your people to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for providing the topics that you need your people to hear and learn from during our time together on this podcast. I thank you that you are not a man that you should lie. Hallelujah. I thank you that you keep every word that you say. I thank you that you stand by everything that you have declared over us. And if you called us favorite, you called us chosen. If you called us forgiven, that you meant every word, you meant everything. So, Lord, thank you that we are able to work on our foundation that we have with you. I thank you that your timing is not our timing, oh God. I thank you for sending your angels to fight the battles that we have no idea that the enemy is trying to bring against us. I thank you for that, oh God. I thank you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the hedge of protection that you have over us, oh God. I thank you that in this time of waiting that you are building us and molding us and preparing us for the next realm. I thank you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for this time that we can build our characters within you, oh God. I thank you for bringing us to a place to seek you at all times. I thank you for having to sit us down in the waiting season. I thank you for that. Father, we just thank you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Hallelujah, oh God. Sometimes we don't understand this time. Sometimes we don't understand the things that we have to go through and the things that we have to face. There is purpose in the wait. And what we do know, God, is that you were strategic, God. And there, there is a specific and appointed time for each and every one of our lives. And we thank you for that. Lord, help us to lay down any worry any problem, any emotions, and help us lay those at your feet, oh God. And again, we just want to say thank you for assuring us, oh God, during this podcast that your plans are to prosper us and not harm us, oh God, to give us hope in the future. So Lord, we just want you to know we lay it all at your feet today, oh God. We lay it all at your feet, oh God. As I mentioned, every worry, every problem, every emotion, every thought of confusion, every thought of fear, every thought of anger, every thought of anxiety, every thought that we think that we know better than you, every negative thought that enemy tries to put in us, we lay all of that at your feet, oh God. And we say that we trust you, Father. We trust you, Father. We trust you, Father. We trust you, God. We trust you. We trust you in the name of Jesus. We trust you. Hallelujah. We trust you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So, ladies, I hope that this podcast has helped you in some type of way. I hope that it's helped somebody on here. Please don't forget to leave a comment. Please don't forget to rate the show. Don't forget to sign up for the devotionals. Again, I recommend that everybody get the book Crushing. It's by T.D. Jakes. Um, I'm going to leave the link below. You click on that link and you can purchase directly through that link. It's going to take you to Amazon. And last but not least, please share the podcast with any ladies that you may know. You know, I always say that you never know what somebody else is going through. You never know what somebody else is dealing with. Somebody else can be going through a waiting season and you have no idea. Me personally, I'm a private person. So a lot of times when I go through things that nobody knows. So you never know who's dealing with anything. Um, but if you can share this with somebody, you can possibly be helping them. So share it with your friends. Ask them to share it with the friend and them to share it with the friend too. We can do it like that. And I hope you ladies have a great rest of your week. Bye, ladies. <laughs>